Look, let's just get this Pulisic wankfest started. Go on, do your intro. Welcome to another episode of the Christian Pulisic Podcast, oh, where we talk a little before, bit of Christian Pulisic and a sake. whole lot of Christian Pulisic. My name is Christian Pulisic, also known as Christian Pulisic, <laughs> and with me, as always, is my co-host, Christian Pulisic. Yeah, that's right, I brought it back, baby. <laughs> you brought it back, because, but at least this time he actually did something. I'm pretty sure last time it was just, I don't know, that he started a game. Played <laughs> a minute. <laughs> uh, two assists last time, three goals this time, so, you know, every time a little bit better. Oh, so that's every time he does something, this is going to be the intro to the podcast, is it? That is 100% correct. And joining us in the background is super producer Christian Pulisic. <laughs> Pleasure to be here after my perfect hat trick. Yeah, always a good day. Always a nice day. Boys, number one in Israel. What up? Who, Christian Pulisic or? <laughs> Miles offside. Yeah, there are a lot of caveats to that. It's It's like for a few hours this week, we were the number one. English-speaking soccer podcast in Israel. Right. Well, um, I mean, what up, my Hebrews and Shebrews? <laughs> Welcome. Look, all, all I heard was number one, and that's all I need to hear, baby. That's all I need to hear. Don't care yeah. where it is. Oh, and shout-outs to our new listeners in California as well. We did develop a small pocket out there. They are growing, uh, much like Virginia of last year. So, Virginia, step it up. Tell your friends. What are you doing? Come on, virgins. <laughs> California's the new Virginia. I've always said that. And Virginia was the new Barbados before them, so... Exactly. You know, long may it continue. Who, who's going to be next? <laughs> yeah, Dave, we need one more Australian listener. Just force a relative to listen. <laughs> so, to actually introduce us, though, we are the Miles Offside podcast. Um, joking aside... Well, not joking aside, because basically all we do is joke around, but we go through the Premier League, we talk about the fixtures, we do a little bit of FPL... And mostly we talk about food and socks and spreadsheets and other things that have nothing to do with football. Yeah. Um, but we will get started, as we always do, with our rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. Michael Eberween has conceded a penalty while warming up. Per the BBC, footballers beware, there is no escaping VAR. Just ask Holstein Kiel midfielder Michael Eberween, who is a contender for the unluckiest substitute in sport. Eberwein was warming up behind the goal during a German second division game against Buckham on Friday when he kicked a wayward shot back into play. However, VAR spotted that Eberwein had touched the ball before it had crossed the line, prompting referee Timo Garak to give a penalty and show him a yellow card. Yellow card and give away a penalty without even being on the pitch. <laughs> it's a strong effort, isn't it? We salute you, Michael, whatever your name is, Eberwein, Eberlein, Maybelline, I don't know. <laughs> Yep, and to make it worse for the guy, it's actually his only touch since arriving this summer from a different team. Oh, brilliant. That's even better then. Yeah, I think that might remain his only touch then. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he'll be uh, making a name for himself or being a particular hero for the German second division club anytime soon after that. This is the thing. It's, you've got to be sticklers to the rules if you know that's how the Germans like it. Especially so. in Germany, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, don't give Germans the power of VAR. <laughs> or every minor infraction will be punished severely. Yeah. <laughs> That's the lesson. Yep. Have you guys ever gotten in trouble for something that you only barely kind of did? Like the minorest infraction? And you were like, well, this seems harsh. 
you know, going one mile an hour over the speed limit. No, I pretty much deserve all my punishments. Yeah, all my speeding tickets have been well deserved. (laughs) (laughs) Points make prizes, yo. Stimmers is actually a drag racer. He was the inspiration for Fast and the Furious. He just never told us. Mm -hmm. And that's just that he dresses as a woman whilst driving. It's not that he goes really fast or anything. What I choose to do on the weekend is between me and the officer who pulled me off, pulled me over. (laughs) All right, well, to move it along, gentlemen... Two Liverpool fans missed their side's Champions League win over Belgian side Genk on Wednesday because they travelled to Ghent by mistake. Rob from London and Lee from Leicester spent around £200 <laughs> oh, each right. on train and match tickets, only to mistakenly end up 95 miles from where the match was being played. When we arrived, we didn't see any Liverpool supporters, which kind of aroused our suspicions. <laughs> That's <laughs> brilliant. Uh, then we were sitting having dinner about an hour before kickoff, and we said to one of the waiters, who was a Ghent supporter, we are playing you guys tonight, and he said, no, you're not. And that was when we realized the error of our ways. At the, an hour before kickoff, they hadn't checked where the ground is. Either they're even more stupid than I thought, or that's some sort of fucking, oh, let's do this to see if we can get in the papers and get a free... Didn't they get some freebies from it as well? They got to go to the Ghent uh, Europa League match. Oh, right. Or they were invited to it? Okay. Not from Liverpool, then, from Ghent. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is just another reason why I don't want Liverpool to win the league. (laughs) These two specifically. Fucking idiots. And uh, from London and Leicester. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're usually 95 miles from the game. Yeah. They had tickets. If I'm looking at the picture on the BBC article, they had tickets to the game. So I don't think they just did this as a publicity stunt. I think they're just that dumb. Which is about, you know. But hotel. Like. Travel. Yeah. Well, Google. Yeah. Well, they got travel just to the wrong place. We didn't place. see any Liverpool fans. Oh, well, don't 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 check that. Yeah. An hour <laughs> before kickoff, they're having dinner. What? The, and they've just no one's thought, should we Google where, where the stadium is in case it's more than an hour away? No. We'll just have dinner, probably. I mean, I'm looking at their faces right now, and that looks about right. Oh, is it? Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. They look very simple, let's say. <laughs> You know, I did that a similar thing one time, but this was pre-smartphones. Mm-hmm. So in the States, you have to be 21 to be able to go to a casino, except for um, Native American casinos, because they kind of have like, they're not bound by federal law for, you know, obvious reasons, <laughs> like stuff that we don't really talk about. Not so great. Um, so there are a few like Native American casinos that you can go to when you're 18. So of course, we turned 18, me and my friends, and we were like, okay. Time to go to a Native American casino and try to play some poker at an actual casino and make some money. But this was pre, like, smartphones and shit. So we printed out directions on Google Maps to a place that was, like, 250 miles away because it was the closest one. And the directions said, get on the New York State Thruway and drive for 100 miles. Except it didn't specify that about 50 miles into that, the New York State Thruway changes. So it's, like, I-110 for a while, and then it switches to I-107. But it keeps the name New York State Thruway, so you're supposed to take a sharp left turn at Albany and then drive for another like 100 miles from there. But we just stayed on 110, even though the name New York State Thruway changed. And so we get a hunt and we just keep going and the exit numbers make sense because the exit numbers are by mile. Uh-huh. And so we get to like exit 107 <laughs> and we're like, hey guys, we're here for the casino. And they're like, what fucking casino? <laughs> it was a gas station guy. We're like, and so we pulled over and he was like, I think you're like 
250 miles from there because we made basically a right triangle and we were across the hypotenuse. (laughs) And he was like, I don't know what. You guys are really far. And we were like, this fucking idiot gas station doesn't know that he's down the road from a casino. What a jackass. And then eventually we did realize it. And luckily I had an atlas in my backseat. So my friend was like, okay, we're going to take this mountain road to this mountain road to this mountain road. And we will be there by tomorrow morning. And hopefully we don't get lost and die in the mountains. Yeah. And by the time we made it, the other car of guys, because we were, there was enough of us to go up in two cars, and but we didn't drive with each other for whatever okay. fucking, because 18-year-old boys, obviously. Uh-huh. By the time we got to the casino, all three of the guys from the other car were broke. <laughs> we were out of money <laughs> for the weekend. They were like, turn around, go home, don't come in this place, it's a terrible place. They were just like sitting, one of them had like been to the ATM twice already. <laughs> well, that sounds like a fucking disaster. That was my first time at a casino. And who says smartphones are a good thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, anyone who's ever used one, but yeah. Yeah, we didn't have like GPS being like, ugh, turn around, make a U-turn, you fucking idiot. Yeah, at least you don't have that patronizing voice. Yeah, instead we just drove almost to Canada. We were on the fucking Canadian border. <laughs> and we were like, oh no, something might be wrong. Why are we uh, in Montreal? <laughs> <laughs> Still speaking French. Yeah, so... I relate to these guys going to the wrong city. Gank and Gent do sound really similar, in fairness. Like, don't, don't soften it. No, They're just idiots. idiots. Just idiots. No, don't, Fine. don't try and justify it because of your own follies <laughs> in the past. Yeah, that was before smartphones and apparently common sense existed. So, yeah. yeah. Well, let's move on. The shortlist for the Ballon d'Or has been given out. Among the notable names are Virgil van Dijk, Cristiano Ronaldo, and Sadio Mane and Lionel Messi. Um, five Manchester City players have made the 30-player sh- shortlist. Raheem Sterling, Riyad Mahrez, Kevin De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, and Sergio Aguero, as well as Tottenham's Hugo Lloris and Sung-Hin, Sun Hyung Min. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi, who have been awarded the, have gotten the award 10 times between them, are among the contenders. Notable omissions include Neymar, he sucks, Paul Pogba, not having the best year, and Tottenham and England striker Harry Kane, who? Well, and, and the guy who won it last year. <laughs> who won it last year? Luka Modric. Luka Modric isn't in the... I don't know if it's a short list or a long list or whatever. It's a list. I like the way they go, notable omissions are people who shouldn't have been in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some names you should know. But Eden Hazard's in there. Yep, and so is Per Emmerich Aubameyang. Eden Hazard, who should be listed as a Chelsea player because he's nominated for when he was at Chelsea. But he's listed as a Madrid, so technically Chelsea don't have any nominations this year. Which is bullshit because Arsenal got one. <laughs> yeah, but Aubameyang's been really good. So has Hazard. He was our player when he was really good. He hasn't. He's been mm. shit since going to Madrid. So, but it's a it's a year. So, like within that year, he's been shit for ages or hasn't played. And he wasn't that good for Chelsea last year. I mean, it was his most goals and assists in the blue nah. shirt. So he's no Pulisic, though, is he? <laughs> he's no Pulisic. We'll get to that. Uh, last year, Luka Modric wanted to end the seven-year dominance of Messi and Ronaldo. This year, Van Dijk is the favorite after being named UEFA Player of the Year in August. Do we think that it'll be Van Dijk again? Yes. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have a particular favorite for it either. Um, they did also announce the shortlist for the Keeper Award, but that one's really bullshit because Kepa made the list. <laughs> oh, jeez. Right, okay. Mind Hugo Lloris is nominated for like the actual Ballon d'Or. It makes no sense. Yeah. Garbage. It's got to be because of... Wait. No, because it wouldn't include the World Cup, would it? That was last year. I don't know. I don't know what it includes. It says it's the 2019. I'm assuming it's for the 2018-19 season. No, it's a calendar year. But then why are they announcing it in October? Because the award is given in January. 
that whoever puts the most money in an envelope and under a hotel door will win it. Yeah, that's true. But I don't think it'll be, I think it's going to be the second year in a row for the first time since probably fucking forever that it's neither Messi, neither Ronaldo or Messi. Well, good. It's about time. All right. Speaking of about time, let's move on from the rapid fire news to our regular fixture rundown. Let's start off with a very fun Friday night football. Who says it's not fun? We have Leicester <laughs> 9, Southampton 0. I don't think we've ever said that Friday night football was a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've ever said that Leicester didn't look coherent in attack. Um, oh, yeah. I was, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> I don't think we ever said that Danny Ings was a good FPL pick. Uh, none of those things happened. I didn't. For the record, say that Danny Ings was a good FPL pick. No, but no, no one did. <laughs> Lester, I mean, I guess if does anyone care about the XG or is it all about the 9-0 here? I feel like it's just about the 9-0. Obviously, no one's ever gonna hit nine on XG. Like that's just not possible. But it was a severe paddling, <laughs> if you will. It was 0.4 to Southampton and 3.3 plus a penalty to Lester. So Still you know, only 3.3. Like I've seen teams get six XG, like by teams, do you mean Manchester City once? <laughs> and Barcelona, yeah. It was brilliant that the first goal, which was then, like, Chilwell scored, and then it was called back, and you thought, oh, maybe there's been a foul given. Oh, no, we're, we're doubling down on that, and uh, you're getting a red card as well. That was <laughs> fucking amazing. Um, shout out to Big Mike Dean for awarding that. So... I was sitting at an airport in New Jersey during this match, sort of following along on Twitter, but also, like, didn't want to kill my battery because I was at an airport. So you guys got to fill me in. Like, what the fuck happened here? What? It seems like the XG was really bad, too. But not, I've seen a couple of 8-0s. Chelsea have put some 8-0s down. But I've never seen that I can remember a 9-0. Yeah, well, we've had all the things and shouting about it. So it equals the Premier League record for biggest dicking. And that's the actual term for the award. That is, yeah. um, It is the biggest away win ever from a team. Um, something about hat-tricks. Um, Iosi Perez's second hat-trick. Uh, his last one was for Newcastle against Southampton. Vardy gets a hat trick. Like it's all kinds of fucking things. It was just once they got the first goal went in, Bertrand got sent off. They they just gave up. Like they didn't care. They weren't chasing anything. Hassan Hootel made no real adjustments or substitution to Nothing. counter the fact that he just lost his left back. Nothing. Like, that was unbelievable. Wait till half time, probably, and we're five nil down. That'll do it. And even then, like he didn't. Who did he bring on then? Uh, Stevens. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So then he brought on like a defender, but leave it. Already five nil down. You you letting two more goals back to back. Like, fuck me. And it was just every time was almost a carbon copy. Like there were there were so many crosses going in where Leicester just run down to the byline, cut it back to the corner of the box, ball flies in. So, like, Tielemans and Chilwell were just doing that again and again and again. Sounds like someone turned the difficulty down to easy on FIFA 09. That's genuinely what it looked like. Pretty that, much, that yeah. That is what it looked like. And, like, they didn't want to just keep trying to score. Like, they figured out the formula to score goals, but, mm -hmm. like, you don't want to just keep doing it the same way. Eventually, you're like, hmm, I wonder if we can score this way. Oh, we do. 
Okay, so we did that. Uh, can we score this way? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, certainly can. can we score from a cross? Yes. Can we score from running through the middle? Yes. Can we score from a free kick? Yes. Wonder if we can win a penalty and score that. Oh, yep. <laughs> Even the first goal was like that. I mean, Chilwell after the game said, "Yeah, no, that was meant to be a shot, but I ended up one two in it somehow." <laughs> yeah, and and apparently at six nil, Johnny Evans went round yeah. and went to the other players like, you know, the Premier League record is nine nil. Yeah, <laughs> and they went, "Fuck it, let's go for it." That's awesome. That's so cool. Too bad it wasn't ten. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, three nil. They looked like they were um, starting to take their foot off the gas a bit, and Brendan Rodgers was having none of it. Like he was properly shouting at him from the touchline. In fairness, man, goal difference might decide fourth place. Like it's tight. I think we've always been like this, haven't we? In that you, there's there can be no mercy on that. Goal difference is worth a mm-hmm. point. There can be yeah, exactly. no mercy on that whatsoever. So, yeah, I'm 100% behind it. But then, yeah, I like the way that at 6-0 there was that yeah reinvigoration again because Johnny Evans tells everyone about the record. Fucking That's brilliant. hilarious. To quote Ronnie from the Jersey Shore, you're just beating a dead horse at this point, and if the horse is dead, you just got to leave it alone. Nah. <laughs> nah, not if you're Brendan Rodgers. He will fuck the horse. Um... <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that is not what I thought you were going to say. I mean, that's the way that's the way he's always been as a manager because when he had Liverpool before, not fucking horses, he hasn't always say. fucked horses. Very avant-garde management style. Yeah, um, yeah. So like when he was at Liverpool and they were pushing to try and win the league and had to make up all that goal difference, and they famously went three 0 up against Palace and just kept going for more and more. This was very much like that, except they just kept scoring and kept scoring and kept scoring. Like he gives no shits. Like they scored two more goals than Liverpool now they've got a better goal difference like absolutely flying and that does put Southampton into the relegation zone and I think they should just get automatically relegated just for that one performance alone is that also because they've now conceded four more goals than Watford (laughs) oh dear that's damning well we've talked about Watford they're both better in defense and better in attack than their numbers would indicate So, all right, let's move on then. Uh, There was a couple of boring matches in the 10 a.m. slot. We had Watford 0, Bournemouth 0, neither of them generating more than 1.0 XG. So, fuck off. Um, (laughs) And we had West Ham. West Ham 1, Sheffield 1, a bit. I guess West Ham probably, by default, the anti-Burnley of the week um, because they generated 2.3 and only scored 1. Uh, and then there was that bonkers match in this time slot. We had Brighton and Hove Albion 3, Everton 1, Brighton generating 0.4 plus a pen and an own goal, and Everton generating 0.8 plus an own goal. So the scoreline does actually work out, despite neither of them generating almost any XG. <laughs> <laughs> almost any XG. Brilliant. Yeah, okay. FPL players will be happy to see Dean on the score sheet, I guess. Um nope. Nope, wrong. No, does that not go? That doesn't go right for you, no. No, no. Is that not how it works? That he just he scored, so he gets. Am I the only one that has him? Because I was real annoyed at that. (laughs) Uh, You're an idiot. Why do you have a fucking Everton defender? Incisive vision from Dean there to uh, put that in. Beautiful. Um, I mean, we can we can talk about like the VAR thing because that was. I don't know if you saw the ridiculousness of the penalty that was given to Brighton, like. Michael Keane is looking up at the ball and walks along and both players are moving towards where they can jump and then he's staring up at the ball, steps on the other player's foot 
and uh, that's apparently a penalty. But then is is intent the only thing that matters in that situation? Right, now we're getting into a philosophical discussion, and I would argue that very much the answer to that is no. Yeah. Like, I might not mean to take someone down, but if I take someone down in the box and I didn't touch the ball and they could have taken a shot, like, that's a penalty, whether I knew it was happening or not. I mean, I, I do think it's a tricky one, but, yeah, I'm not sure intent matters. He did sort of impede the player, so... Really? Foul's a foul, mate. Foul's a foul. I seem to be in the minority, to be honest, like Oscar was last week, but... I'm with you, Ian. I think I err on the side of penalty. Yeah, a foul's a foul. I don't... Fuck, fuck intent. Like, you take someone out, you take someone out. Yeah, but he doesn't take someone out. He, like, accidentally steps on his foot as they're both moving towards the ball. Like, it's not... I'm pretty sure you need your feet to play soccer, and he stopped him from using nah, one of his nah, feet. No, because the ball's in the air, so all he needs is his head, isn't he? <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> Ian, I don't think we're going to win this one, no matter how. No. And to be honest, I don't want to get bogged down on it because of uh, Marco Silva's shit, and he'll probably get fired too. Does anyone at this point still think he's a good manager? Nope. Because he's not been good at Hull, Watford... Like Everton, he's averaged like one. I I I've done some research, right? This is this is why I want to stay on this because I make wild claims a lot. <laughs> this is correct. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, and last night I decided to actually investigate my own wild claims, and I like it when I'm like facts back me up. Mm. So oh, now stats matter because Chuck is right. Yes, that's what matters. <laughs> so Marco Silva's points per game one point four four, right? Sam Allardyce's points per game one point four two. So this amazing Marco Silva, whose net spend since he's been in is £99.49 million, and we've all gone on about how much they spent, has got Everton an extra 0.02 points per game. Better's better, mate. Better's better. Is that £100 million better? <laughs> better's better. Better's better, full stop. What else? What else you got? But I mean, when you spend that much money on players, like they should actually be doing something. Because like Jurgen Klopp in... Uh, in this time he's been there, he spent like about half a million more, and obviously Liverpool are now like improved the, the team immeasurably. Yeah. yeah, that's more money though. I'm, all I heard is more. <laughs> more is more. <laughs> all I'm hearing is better and more. So okay, okay. So how about how about this then, Oscar? Because whilst I got into a stats hole, I also started to look up. Uh, net spends for like everywhere because that's like the hot topic everyone goes on about with fucking transfers and stuff and I kept going back and because I went to like Klopp when Klopp started that's like 2015-16 right? Yeah. So since 2015-16 Everton's net spend net spend on transfers is 225.33 million. Jesus that's (laughs) net spend. Yes. Fucking hell. So that's net spend since then. Liverpool have spent one hundred point one two million as net spend. Ooh, that's oof. That is damning. So there you go. So now there's one hundred and twenty five million less. But are Chelsea negative over that time frame? Well, well, Oscar, <laughs> I looked all this up, and I thought we could play a little game. So I have got the net spends of every team since two thousand fifteen sixteen, and we're gonna play back of the net spend. <laughs> Okay, all right. I like this a lot, actually. I'm, like, very excited. So, here's the game, and everyone at home can play along. We're not going to, like, properly... We're going to just keep going through it. So, you guys have got to predict higher or lower for the net spend since 2015-16. Okay, for the record, listeners, 
we had no idea that Chuck was doing this <laughs> at all. This is an unusual level of production. Yeah. I'm, I'm very First excited. First time that I've heard anything about this, but I'm very excited because this sounds fun. Yes. So here we go. So we're going to start with Everton. There's about 12 in here. I couldn't be bothered to do the whole, but I just thought I'd put some interesting ones in there. Uh, and if you want to comment on them, you can. If not, we'll just breeze through it. So play along at home. We just start a quick with- one. I'm definitely putting the play your cards right bed underneath this. Okay, go for it. Carry on. (laughs) Lovely stuff. Can we get done for that? No? That's fine. Uh, If we we just keep talking over it, no one's going to know the copyright infringement. It's fine. Do we have to, like, critique it? Um, So we're going to analyse the tune. Um, I like what they did there with those notes. Um, Yeah, there we go. Done. Uh, Brilliant. Anyway. (laughs) I have no fucking clue what you guys are talking about. Uh, Don't worry. Just copyright protection. It's fine. So, anyway... We start with Everton. So, since 2015-16, Everton, 225.33 million net spend. We move on then. So, next is Arsenal, gents. So, have Arsenal, in that time, who all their fans moan they don't spend any money, have they, sp- have they spent higher or lower than Everton? Oh, I feel you're trying to lead me down a garden path there. I'm going higher, for sure. They've picked up a lot of very expensive players. And they've been overcharged by a lot of clubs for those players. <laughs> so, Oscar's going higher. Ian, you're going higher as well? No, for the sake of argument, I'll go lower. Oh. Who have they sold? Just Sanchez, right? Oh, come on, mate. I haven't done that much prep. They didn't sell Sanchez. They traded him for Mkhitaryan. <laughs> oh, my God, that's right. <laughs> so, they have no big sales in that time. Ramsey went on a free. Yep. So, Arsenal's net spend is 262.38 million in that time, so it is higher. That's one point to Oscar. West Ham. West Ham, is their net spend higher or lower than Arsenal? Oh, that's tough. They've bought a lot of strikers. They have bought a lot of players, but I feel like they usually get a pretty good deal. But I'm trying to think of who they sold. They sold Dimitri Payet in that time. They did. He probably got them a whole lot of money. I mean, I was not expecting this amount of in-depth. I like this. I'm going to go lower. I'm going to say they made enough money off. I'll also go lower. Ian's going lower. That is a point each. West Ham have spent $152.84 million oh, that's a lot in lower. that time. Okay. okay. Bournemouth. Plucky little Bournemouth coming up. <laughs> higher. I'm going to go higher just because it'll make for the most funny. And I think that's why you put them there in the quiz. <laughs> Maybe. So, Oscar says higher. Ian? I can't think of... No, lower. Oscar gets the point again. Oh, Oscar is on fire. Sake. Three from three. Bournemouth have spent 23 million more than West Ham in that time. 175.34 net spend. I thought you were going to try to ask us to guess the net spend and whoever was closer would get the point. Oh, no, that would just be dull. <laughs> that would be hilariously bad, too, though, because yeah. I would be saying, I'm like... I'm struggling with higher and lower. <laughs> I'd be saying, like, 900 million. 8 million. Um... Next up, Wolves. Wolves, recently promoted second season in the championship, uh, in the premiership, sorry. Is their net spend higher or lower than Bournemouth's in that time? Higher. Ian's going higher and he's going early. Oscar? You said 190 for the last one? 175 for I'm going to go higher then. I'm also going to go higher. Correct. Wolves have spent a net spend of £205.4 million in those five years. So Ooh, I would have been close on that one with the guessing <laughs> the actual number. £50 million more than West Ham. Brighton. Brighton and whole shit Albion. Lower, just lower. Or lower just, it's Wolves? just lower. It's just lower a lot. Yeah, it must be lower, yeah. It is higher. 
No. <laughs> Not by a lot. It is by one million more. But Brighton have spent two hundred and six million. Two hundred and six and a half million. Oh, fuck knows. Isn't that that guy Jahanda Hakshaksh who never played in something other? <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, yeah, that, yeah. I remember he that broke their record or something, didn't it? Indeed. Literally, who on Brighton is worth any money at all? I'm pulling up their FPL page. Don't bother. Fuck him. <laughs> um, Aston Villa Aston Villa come up this year they've spent a lot of money again they've kind of yo-yoed nah, have they lower. spent more or less higher or lower than Brighton lower lower, lower both going lower that is correct yeah. Aston Villa yeah they not, only have one season to have spent it not by a lot though 174 million in that time really yep so they've wow. spent more than West Ham almost as much as Bournemouth uh so pretty close. How about then? We now move on to the mock teams. What okay. about what about Crystal Palace? Is it more, higher, or lower than Aston Villa? Oh, definitely lower. You're always complaining about how you never sign anybody. Yeah, I I want to go different because I need to I need to win, but I think I've got to go lower. You are both correct. Yeah. Almost 100 million less in that time. Wow. Palace's net spend 75.45 million. That's quite a lot Chelsea lower I bet we're negative I'm thinking you're about to say we're negative because of all the money we've made and like we sold Oscar to China we sold Hazard to Madrid we sold Courtois to Madrid although spent almost all of that if not more of that on Kepa which is to this date our most expensive signing fucking insane that is insane (laughs) Um, but we've sold a ton of really good players really for a lot of money so you're saying less than Palace. You're saying Chelsea's I'm net saying, spend. I'm, I'm going so far as to say that if you say right now it's a negative number, I will not be surprised. Ian? Yeah, he's convinced me it's got to be lower. That is correct. It annoys me how good you are at this game, Oscar. <laughs> you are seven from eight at the minute. Chelsea have, have a net spend of 62.82 million in that oh, time. I thought it would be negative. All right, I'll take 62. I mean, they've made about 150 million just this season. <laughs> well, because we have everyone to sell, bro. This like, is true. It's, that's the point of the loan army, is that we can sell every loan player for 20 million, 30 million. And yeah. That's bloody impressive. I mean, side note, they're not in this, obviously, because it would be too easy, but Man City's is 601 million. <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ. <laughs> Ten times. 600 fucking A. Is Man United number two? Yeah, 437 million. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's got them. Then really Liverpool. Far. Then. <laughs> Arsenal, then... No. Wolves? No. We'll, we'll get onto this in a sec. If you want to go further into this, we can. I mean, like, I've done so much. <laughs> oh, I'm loving this. I fucking love this. I can post this out. I can formalize... Oh, it's all on paper at the minute, but I can I can make a spreadsheet. So, Chelsea, yes, yeah, 62.82 million net spend, so pretty damn good. Spurs. Spurs from there. Spend no money, do nothing, no transfers. Two years of not signing any players... 170 to 225, somewhere in that range. Ian? It's got to be, got to be higher, yeah. It is higher, but only 30 million more. So Spurs' really? net spend is 95 million, yes. Wow. They don't sign players. Well, we're trying to build a stadium too, so like that's also part of it with us. Yeah. And they just built their stadium, so... I guess they did have like four windows in a row where they didn't sign anyone, so I don't know why we thought it'd be so much higher. Yeah, and then about they spent about 70 million this window, so most of that is from this. Um... Newcastle, Newcastle, Higher. Mike Ashley, spends no money. Higher. Lower. Ian, you're going lower? Lower. Oscar, you're going? Higher. It is higher. 
million. Only just though, again, it's the same for... Doesn't count if you pay them in Sports Direct mugs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is 14 billion Sports Direct mugs in there as well. Um, and like Snickers protein bars. So we've done, that's Newcastle, yeah, 121.92 million. And, you know, they say Mike Ashley doesn't spend money. Mental. Twice as much as Chelsea. But exactly, yes. Final two, Sheffield United. Again, Lower. recently promoted... Lower than 120. Saying lower, lower than 120. Yeah. You are both correct. 37.68 million. So they've actually stuck to the promoted team. And you look at where they are in the league. They are seventh in the league. They've spent 38 million in that time. Nothing it's now. amazing. Uh, they're actually the 18th highest spenders in that time out of the 20 teams in the Premier League. Um, they're pretty damn impressive. But then that gets us on to Southampton. <laughs> Little Southampton, is their net spend higher or lower than Sheffield United? You're ending on this because their net yeah. spend is negative, and I'm 100% convinced that that's what you're about to say. Because <laughs> it's going to delight you. It's going to bring you such delight to say that they have a negative net spend. Yeah, they're a Liverpool feeder team, lower. Exactly, all they do is sell to Liverpool. They are lower, but it isn't negative. They spent $22 million in that yeah. time. Um so still a bit, but you know that's that's why they're 18th. All right, give us the final scores. How to do, Oscar? You got 11 out of 12, and Ian uh, eight. Oh, impressive, Oscar! Well played. So that is pretty good. I can't remember what your only stumbling block was there, Oscar. I think it was uh, Brighton to Villa, I believe. But yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, if I you think, want the rundown, actually, actually on uh, Liverpool as Liverpool came up. So we did say their net spend is 100 million at that time. That is the 13th in the Premier League. So the 13th highest net spend uh, in the Premier League in that time. So fuck all, really. Impressive, yeah. And they've bought like Van Dijk and Alisson for like 135 million. So you actually have to give Liverpool some credit. And there you go, Well, Liverpool they sold fans. Coutinho for about 250,000 million trillion dollars. <laughs> yeah, true. That put a big dent in, yeah. Yes, that does help things. But then... You know, it's also what you use the cash for. Like, yeah. like yeah. I said, Everton... That's basically a game of, have you sold a player to Madrid or Barca? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a little bit of that. Or are you Southampton? Um, shout out to Norwich, who have made nearly 30 million profit in that time. And they nice. are the lowest. Yes. There you go. Well, that might, exp- that might have something to do with that. <laughs> yeah, that's why they're 19th. Uh, I mean, Watford, 120 million. Nice job, guys. Well, having gone 11 for 12 on that, that's put me in a thoroughly good mood, which means that it is time to move on to the thing that we're all actually here to discuss. Strap on in, because it is time for the Christian Pulisic Show! (laughs) USA! 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 USA. Oh, go on. USA! USA! I'll get involved. Come on. Oh, it made me happy just to imagine your little face. Bro, we were flipping... Out. So I should say the scoreline. Chelsea 4, Burnley 2. Chelsea scoring, or Burnley scoring 1.9, so almost exactly on for 2. And Chelsea with cue the jingle. Ooh, they're better than they ought to be. Burnley of the week. That's right, baby! Chelsea Burnley of the week scoring 4 on 1.1. That's what happens when you have Christian Pulisic. And shots away. Burnley get Burnley for the second week in a row. <laughs> I know it's so it's it, it makes me even happier that it was like us doing it to them. We're gonna have to keep an eye on this Burnley getting Burnley situation. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Burnley getting Burnley watch. Um, we had been underperforming our XG, so that just kind of like, and that's not. I'm not like espousing the gambler's fallacy here, but that does happen. Like when you underperform, at some point you will also overperform. Likely, at least. So I'm not particularly like. I'm like, good. You know what? We fucking deserve to Burnley someone. Like I'm feeling good about that. Um, but obviously the story, <laughs> the one and only story, Christian Pulisic, after having an amazing run of sub-appearances recently, including in the Champions League, finally getting a start, scoring a hat-trick, one with the left foot, one with the right foot, one with the head. Chelsea's first perfect hat-trick since May of 2010 in that 8-0 win against Wigan, my favorite ever Chelsea game in the Premier League, and the first Chelsea match that Emily ever watched because we had just started dating at the time. Let's see, Chelsea's youngest ever hat trick, beating Tammy by a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks after, Chuck is just walking away because he doesn't want to hear this. <laughs> He's gone. just fucking gone. <laughs> it's fine. He, he has a few minutes before he has to come back. I'm still going to be talking. Um, yeah, no, that's why I knew I had time. <laughs> yeah, only the second ever hat trick by an American in the Premier League. Um, oh, it's still going, Chuck. And I mean, I do need to have a piss. So yeah. if you're gonna, yeah. can you just keep it going for a little while? Is that all right? No, and, I'm out of all the examples. Oh, and it's Christian Pulisic's first ever career hat trick. So I mean, it was his first ever goal for Chelsea. First ever goal for Chelsea. That's right. Also, and that. then his second ever goal. Then his third ever goal. I mean, it's impressive. Don't get me wrong. It does make me a little bit annoyed. Just as a side note, now about how there's all these records and stats and what have you that once you start to add more than two kind of criteria is getting a bit ridiculous. Almost like saying you're the best English-speaking football podcast in Israel. Like, it just seems like it's one step too far. Prove that it's wrong, Chuck. Prove that it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after Joe did have about a 19-tweet thread on just Christian Pulisic. <laughs> like, between him and Paul Carr, my whole timeline was just like, Christian Pulisic is amazing for nine all, all of these reasons. Like... It was a hell of a game for him. I mean, um, Lampard's management of him seems to have just been bang on, doesn't it? Yeah, it's what I was saying a couple of weeks ago. I was like, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes or if it's just Lampard doing a Mourinho when Mourinho was still good. It seems to be the latter. He properly lit a fire under Pulisic's ass and then set him, you know, like a rocket out onto the pitch. And every time he's been hungry, he's like, oh, he's been he's that was a good sub appearance, but he's got to keep his head on his shoulders. And now finally he put the leash off him and he let him go. And he went nuts. There was some narrative as well this week that he was going to be pushing for a loan um, because In he January. wasn't really getting yeah. the minutes. Yeah, that's and right. So there you go. But yep. you know, you look at Lampard. Like his situation is he's he's got so many players now, and it, this is what's fantastic is he's he's held him back just enough to make him so hungry and want to do everything. And the same with everyone, because it's a, it's a big balancing act at the minute, right? Because there's so many players that are like, this is my chance now to not only get a chance in the Premier League, but also get a chance at a big club like Chelsea. You know, you've got Pulisic, you've got Mason Mount, you've got Tammy Abraham, you've got Hudson-Odoi, uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek will be the same. Uh, Tomori is in there. Like, there's so Tomori, many who has been our best defender easily. This season exactly. so far. And it, and it's it's such a hard balancing act because you've got to keep them fresh enough that you don't get the burnout, but also that they want to they want to play and it really does look like that. And and the fact that you can have, you know, these young players now for the second time in a season getting a hat trick. And again, as I've mentioned last week, you look at you know, their their FPL breakdowns, it's always like if there's four goals, there's six seven different names there like they're all getting yeah. involved and all contributing mm -hmm. and it's 
it's amazing. Like it really is bloody impressive. And if Lampard can keep this up, I mean, they relatively speaking, the fixture list hasn't been too intense yet. And so we see now at the minute through this stretch, like, do they, can they survive with like the Europa League and the league? Uh, sorry, with How the dare you, sir. Sorry, I'm, I'm, <laughs> that was like last season, wasn't it? That was, yeah, yeah. Um, with the Champions League and the League Cup and and these other commitments of of then seeing how how that gets managed, but absolutely fair play to them. And you know, I was I was very happy for you, Oscar, when I Thanks, saw Pulisic getting all those goals. Genuinely yeah. made me do a little smile. Um, and some minor concerns from people saying like, oh. Is he going to take Callum Hudson Odoi's spot now? Because he, that is who he started in place of. I would only cite that Callum, who's only recently healthy, had played ninety full minutes, or maybe not full ninety, but like had started in matches on Sunday and on Tuesday or Wednesday. Again, I forget which day we played because it was a weird, bit, weird week with traveling this week with me. So like that makes sense to me. And he did when he brought Callum on. He brought him on for William, not for. Yeah. Pulisic, which you would think like someone's on a hat trick, you pull them out early and let them get their standing ovation. But I think he wanted to see Callum and Pulisic on the pitch at the same time for a significant amount of minutes. Yeah, and it's and it's good for them to actually get you know Pulisic to get a ninety, like it's yeah. rather than constantly having those substitute appearances. Um, but yeah, right about the goals being spread out, the assists being spread out, both Tammy and Mount, who people are starting to I think back off of a bit on FPL, still both got assists. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they're chugging along, you know. And it was just, it was genuinely just like fucking fantastic. I do love that we Burnley Burnley. Like that's just a cherry on top of everything else. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, not much to say there. Same formation, same players. Pulisic was the only notable difference. And he had himself a fucking amazing day. And it's the same old having to get to 4 0 because you know you're going to concede a couple. So it's, yep, it's just smart that you're sticking to that as a game plan. That if you outscore the team, it's fine. Yep. We're going to win every match 4 2, baby. That's how we're going to do it. Seven wins on the trot now. That's feeling pretty fucking good. I think Pulisic aside, like your um, Chelsea's uh, range of attack was really impressive. Like you really stretched Burnley lengthwise and widthwise. Sometimes you were narrow and direct. Sometimes you spread it out and they didn't seem to know uh, what you were going to do. Sometimes the, the foot was put on the ball and slowed down and then bang, a couple of passes and it was out. And it was really sort of that you really mixed it up attack wise, and Burnley didn't really know what to do with you, and you created a lot of space like that. Um, and Pulisic really took advantage of that. Burnley didn't get all the luck; like they, there were a couple of very big chances that that should have been put away. That that was quite early on, I think. Uh, yeah, but they scored two on one point nine. So yeah, but what I mean is, is that two the two should have come earlier, which then obviously changes the scope of the game. Like getting two. Uh, when you're you're already four nil down, it feels good, and yeah. they potentially could have gone to four three actually very soon after the, the yeah they could the, their second goal, and that that would have been like very big squeaky bum time for for Chelsea fans. Yeah. Um. But if they get those goals much earlier in the match, it changes the whole narrative. But that doesn't matter because it it didn't happen. Um. What I also wanted to say because obviously we don't really talk about it a lot, but. It, you know, you say Chelsea had seven wins on the bounce and, and some of those have been like, you know, one of them was Grimsby. Um, but in the in the week, like you beat Ajax 1-0. At Ajax. It, at their stadium, like that was absolutely fantastic. Like yeah. Ajax were on their game as well. It wasn't like a, a fluke result. Like you did really, really well. Um, and to, to beat them when they've just got to like the Champions League semi-final the year before is, is fantastic. So... 
It's good things. It's good. Yeah, the pressing content. Yeah, like you said, we don't really talk about the Champions League that much, but I think Frank did a really good job of just maintaining and containing for an hour with solid pressing and like actually a solid defensive performance for once, not conceding insane chances, and then bringing on Pulisic and Mishi, who totally changed the match. Like Mm -hmm. Mishi, fucking should have scored three like in that time. Like for us to have only one one zero was a bit. Lucky, I guess, in some regard. Whatever. They came on, the two of them, created a ton of chances, changed the game. It was good. All right, well, let's take a quick break there. I think we still have plenty of soccer to talk about when we come back. So we maybe yeah, we'll... Yeah, uh, Emery in. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to maybe talk we'll uh, push listener stuff to next week. That way we can really take our time with these last few matches. So we'll take a break here. Uh, but stick around, and after the jump, we'll talk about all the Sunday matches. Welcome back to the Emery Inn podcast, where we talk about Emery staying in and never going out. We've just had some fixtures, and boy, oh boy, was this a roller coaster of emotion. Um, hated my life after 10 minutes, and all came back. All came back. VAR, uh, fuck what I said earlier, VAR's an amazing thing. I love VAR. Um, Arsenal 2, Crystal Palace 2. I mean, that's obviously. A disappointment for me. Uh, I think we should have. Palace for fourth, there. baby. I'm <laughs> telling you. I'm telling you. That's just you're insane. Like I don't know if my heart can take it anymore. But going two nil down to Arsenal inside nine minutes, um, when like Socrates and David Luiz scored the goals against you, is pretty damning. I mean, both off pretty soft corners that weren't cleared properly, and especially when you're playing against like Aubameyang, Pepe, Lacazette, you think they're probably going to be the ones to score. But managed to keep them quiet and suck it, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> kind of the the VAR highlight here was uh, Wilfred Zaha getting a yellow card for diving um, and then that being overturned, rescinded and Palace being awarded a penalty. That was pretty lovely mm, all in one go. Num, 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 as, num, num. Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah. you know, everyone says Wilfred Zaha dives. Pretty sure he's now the only player then that, I mean, not only has he never been booked for simulation, he's also had a booking taken off of him for non-simulation. <laughs> Do you know uh, something else you love to see? Yeah, go on. The- David Luiz scoring on Chuck's team? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, I do. You can't resist no. getting a little dig in there. That's that's a shame. That's a shame. Things you love to see are the democratically elected captain of Arsenal <laughs> getting substituted. And the fans booing him, him gesturing towards them and then taking his shirt off and going straight down the tunnel in a massive fucking hissy fit. I believe um, it doesn't take the greatest lip reader to see that he probably went fuck you (laughs) as well. Yeah. What do we say? I mean, democracy doesn't work. Democracy doesn't work. Uh, Brexit, Trump, (laughs) Xhaka, like they're all up there. Um, American Idol. Oh, really? Some bad decisions made there? Yeah. Right. <laughs> sure, why not? Let's let's pile that all in there as well. Strictly. Is that your guys' version of... Um, Dancing with the Dancing Stars. Dancing with the Stars? Yeah. 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 I love Dancing with the Stars, man. My mom watches that shit. I used to come home from class late at night, and she'd be like, I made you some spaghetti, and I'd sit down and watch Dancing with the Stars with her. It's good memories on that show. It's a good time. It's a fun time. Let me tell you, if you've never seen it, watch it with your wife. There's some good... Uh, costumes for the female dancers anyway um to top it all off 
Arsenal get a very late goal. Goal. Uh, again, from Socrates. So their attackers are shit. Um, it's ridiculous. Their defenders are better at attacking. They should be the ones to switch round. It should be a Bamiang in defence. Uh, literally can't be worse than Luis and Mustafi and all that bollocks. Um, but then that gets chalked off by VAR as well. Yay! VAR was your friend. Very much my friend. Apart from when Gwenduzi literally rugby tackled Zaha at the end, which was in like the 95th minute or whatever, and he could have gone like one-on-one in goal, uh, uh, against the goalkeeper. But take it, if you'd have said a draw before the game, probably wouldn't have been happy with that. Really? Yeah, because it's Arsenal, man. Like, they suck. Like, I actually felt positive for once, and this is why, like, when we went 2-0 down in nine minutes, it was very wounding. Yeah, so so the game did finish 2-2. It was 1.4 to Arsenal and 1.2 plus that pen oh. to Palace. So a pretty fair result, actually. And that makes the third or fourth week in a row that Palace have played to their performance. Consistent. Right? <laughs> played to their performance. Which I think makes you, in a certain sense, the anti-Burnley. Because it's kind of more anti-Burnley to beat your numbers than it is to... Nah. Underperform now, don't try and simplify it. You've got the Burnley of the week. You've got the Watford of the week. That's just how it works. <laughs> right? I just think we need to start giving out a Palace of the week, which is the team that exactly oh, performs God. their numbers. I, I, if I if I have to edit in many more jingles, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as much as I am Mr. Bo Oh, jingles. we didn't talk about that. The anti-Burnley of the week jingle backwards. That fucking destroyed me. <laughs> you enjoyed that, did so you? so funny. Oh, good. I didn't think you were actually going to do it. I just threw that comment away in real time, and you clearly just like paused my audio, yeah. stuck that in, and it was fucking gold. I was so proud of you. I've never been prouder of you as super producer than in that moment. Good. I had to put it on a bit of tape and then turn it round and put it <laughs> through the reel-to-reel machine backwards. It was a it was a real effort. It really was. Mm. I don't think there's any technology that can just reverse it. No, I don't so. think so, but um, I'm very wary that we'll get done for satanic messages now, so please don't play this podcast backwards. <laughs> I've been encoding secret things in there the whole time. I've just been trying to slip in some C-bombs and hope that... Um, Ian hasn't noticed with the bleep machine. I've got a few through, uh, so that's good. Yeah, there have been a couple that went through. Yeah. Speaking of letting a couple go through, we have Liverpool 2, Tottenham 1. Well, I suppose, actually, I mean, we could kind of talk about these in the same regard, because you say about letting a few through, but both the Spurs and the Norwich goalkeepers were absolutely sensational. (laughs) Gazaniga made 12 saves in that game. Gazaniga got three bonus points despite conceding two <laughs> yeah, goals. And bitting on the losing team. Yeah. And Tim Kroll, Tim Kroll conceded three, saved two penalties, and got eight saves and got three bonus points in FPL. <laughs> like, wow. It's not very often okay. the two highest scoring goalkeepers are on the wrong end of three, are on the wrong end of a fixture. So pick one. Which one do you want to go through first? Let's go through, I think we should go through United Norwich first, because then we can save Liverpool's first for the last one. Yeah. Uh, why didn't Norwich win? What happened? Uh, because Spurs were definitively the better team. Man United. Kaylee had them on 3.2 plus two penalties. Yeah, but they saved the two penalties. Well, fine. But then it, even with those two penalties given and then saved, it's still 3.2 to 1.0. So that's exactly, exactly right. Uh, under that, which I think includes penalties, but then values shots from an angle less. I forget the, the like actual Things, um, words. science underneath it, but they have them at 4.5 to 0.9. So 3-1, a very, very, very deserved win for Man United. I did say that their attack would get better when Rashford and Martial came back. I didn't think it would get this much better. And sure, they're not going to play Norwich every week, but like... Yeah, it it will get better when you play Norwich. But two weeks ago against Norwich, I would have had them down for a 0-0 draw. I would have said, well, they have no one that can score. 
they'll just contain Norwich and it'll end 0-0. This is a comfortable 3-1. That, like, that wasn't possible without the two of them. Even if it was Norwich or Newcastle or whoever. Oh, I don't want... No. Man United is supposed to take shit. They're up in seventh now somehow. Yeah, if we're not careful, United and Leicester are going to pull away and we're going to have an actual race of fourth. This isn't right. You started a hashtag, now you've given me some vague form of hope and now Man United <laughs> are becoming good again. Like, Solskjaer is meant to be getting fired. There's meant to be all kinds of shit going... As you know, Solskjaer is meant to stay. Sorry. He should stay and be shit. And Man United is Norwich. It means nothing. We really cannot take any information from this. <laughs> I'm inclined to agree. I think Norwich look like they really flat to deceive in uh, their opening few games, didn't they? So I think I think you're right. I think FPL-wise, it's, it's getting to the point where you might captain anyone who's playing Norwich. Although you could do that against Newcastle, Villa. You know, there's a few at the minute, but not Norwich especially. It just looks like and anyone I'm who's playing. And I'm pretty sure... A few weeks ago, I said that Norwich looked the best promoted side. Um, so if that's not the kiss of death. Yeah. Well, and I said that Leicester's attack was not incisive. So so there we go. Yeah, um, I'm just saying in that run when they didn't have either of the strikers, they, Southamp- they went and drew Southampton 1-1. They went and lost to West Ham 2-0. And they went and lost to Newcastle 1-0. So between those three fixtures, they scored one goal against Southampton, Newcastle, and West Ham. So I do think that like that's a significant upgrade for them, having those guys back. Like I think that's genuine cause for concern if you're an Arsenal or a Spurs fan, for example. Definitely. They wouldn't be the only sort of team up in the top six, seven teams in the Premier League who rely on one or two attacking players to carry them. So, yeah, but they shouldn't. Yeah. And, well, they shouldn't just rely on one or two players. I mean, talking about the net spend, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, not with the amount they spent, absolutely, but that's the look you're looking at. So Yeah, but even so, if they could still get fourth and then try to actually get better next year, like, you know, that's what we're doing, right? We're just trying to survive in this crazy world. Turns out we're the third best team in England, but, <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking hell. mostly by default. <laughs> like, we're not default, that good. Default. All right, well, let's move on to the actual probably best team or one of the best teams in England. Liverpool 2, Tottenham 1. Liverpool scoring two on 2.2, and Tottenham Hotspurs scoring one on 1.4. So a pretty uh, pretty fair result, all things told. Yeah, well, I mean, 12 saves. <laughs> like, you ride <laughs> yeah. your luck in that one. Right. Especially after going behind, what was it, after like 47 seconds? Yeah. Um, Van Dijk, you know, potential Ballon d'Or winner, just leaving Harry Kane in the box, ball watching, yeah. That wasn't the best start for Liverpool, but they they fought back. I mean, they had there was a lot of chances for both sides. I mean, obviously, you know, we've highlighted um, the exploits of uh, the Spurs goalkeeper, but Spurs were missing a lot of chances as well that were just there for the taking, and this match could have just gone anyway. It was fantastic to watch. So. It was really, really fun. Sissoko, you knew right away when Sissoko went on, like, a mazy run through the heart of Liverpool and then... Kind of passed it off to Son, who took a mostly harmless shot that then rebounded to Harry Kane, who was maybe offside, but turns out not actually. Like, it was a ridiculous goal. And immediately I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is where we're at today. This will be fun. And it was. Liverpool basically buried Tottenham for the rest of the first half. Chance after chance after chance after chance. They were just pegged down. Yeah, but I mean, especially after Tottenham's like recent run of form. Like, I, I, a loss is still a loss, right? But it's 
to only go down 2-1 to Liverpool, like it's not the worst result in the world against the team that are just vastly superior. I mean, they both they both had good weeks in the Champions League, like Tottenham beats, uh, well, I'm going to say Red Star Belgrade. I'm not going to say Zvezda every time, um, <laughs> but they beat them 5-0. Liverpool beat Genk, not Ghent, <laughs> Genk, <laughs> um, 4-1. As well, so they both had like some high scoring results, and Tottenham. I don't know. I think there was actually some positives to take out of that for Tottenham, even with a loss. Like sometimes you need that to galvanise you. Like we've seen how these sides can, you know, have one big marquee win, see Norwich versus Man City, um, and then afterwards just have it destroy them. And um, the opposite can be true as well. Like yeah. have a bit of a tough loss, and then afterwards maybe take the chance to kick on. To, uh, to quote Michael Cayley on Twitter, when I say moral, you say victory. Moral. Moral. <laughs> um, so, you know, if you're a Spurs fan, have fun with that moral victory. I bet that feels just as good as the three points. Yeah. And don't worry, you'll get an actual victory next week when you play Everton. So you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bounce that's back. true. Liverpool continue to lead the league. Six points ahead. Uh, the 538 guys have them at 53% to win it. Uh, 44% for City. And that 2% still chugging along for Chelsea, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which is it's mad. It's mad, though, because you can kind of see, like, if that match had finished one all, like, it was late, the penalty, right? It was it was quite late on in the game. And then if, if that finishes a draw, Liverpool's lead is four points. Yeah, and then I'd imagine City are the favourites. But it is such small margins. Like, it really is between those two teams because they're so much better than everyone else. Well, it's, it is just the fact that it's the exact same as how last season ended that, I mean, apart from like the two fluke results against Man City for, for Wolves and Norwich, like these teams just keep winning, they keep winning, they kind of perform each other, perform the same way each week. So it is just, I mean, is it still gearing up for a Gerard slip? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. Who's the Gerard on this team that does the slip? Is it Henderson? Is he Henderson. the spiritual successor? It's probably Henderson, uh, isn't it? Henderson, yeah. He's going to be like the big fan favorite captain. Yeah. Or is it sleeper agent Dejan Lovren takes out Van Dyke, <laughs> breaks his leg, and then a goal scores. And then still claims on Twitter afterwards that he's the best defender in the world. But, I mean, we've only got um, a couple of weeks until Liverpool play City, and that's, that's just massive. I mean, that's going to... Be, I mean, if if Man City win that, if if the it's still six points and Man City win that, it's down to three, and then exactly what you've been saying, I think Chuck, um, all along, like if Man City win those two fixtures against Liverpool, then it just becomes yeah. But on the flip side, if Liverpool win that match, well, yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. That's very dangerous territory of like running away with it. That game, it's tenth of November. That game is just massive, absolutely huge. It's the last game. Of that game week, and it's it's. I can't wait for that mm-hmm. one. I really can't wait. Yeah, and it's before like the international break. It as is. Well, yeah. So. so whoever loses is gonna have to stew on it for two weeks. It's just big things. Beautiful. Big things. Well, speaking of the league, we didn't do it last week, but it's time for the predictor league. Yeah. We got predictions. Something da, 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 gonna explain it for all of those that haven't listened <laughs> that often because we've had a nice spike in listeners, especially you, Israel and California. Um. <laughs> So the Predictor League is a game that we started uh, before the season, um, way back in the heady days of August, uh, when the sun was shining and the birds were singing, um, where basically everyone entered with how they predicted the, the league would finish. And then what we do is we take the standard differences of 
where the teams are now to what you predicted. Total those all up and pop it in a little league. I've got a spreadsheet and shit. Oh, i got a little spreadsheet. Oh, oh i got a little spreadsheet. Yeah, I've done an Excel. And Oscar is keep, keeps on being like this because he's doing well this season after getting absolutely destroyed and notably beaten by a child last year. <laughs> um, is that child ahead of anyone this year? Uh, yeah, that child's ahead of me, Andy. And, uh, okay. Uh, okay. Right yeah. now, me and Ian are eighth and ninth, uh, respectively, in the league. That's not too bad, actually. No, it's not too bad, but Finley seventh. Okay. Um, Finley Ian's son. Yeah, my son. Nine year old. <laughs> yeah. Nine. Beating you two. <laughs> hey, hey, getting beaten by a nine year old, that's not as bad as getting beaten by an eight year old last year, Oscar. <laughs> Over the course of the whole season as he's well. He's older, he's wiser, he's learned so much. Yeah. I mean, Oscar is actually tied uh, with Finley. There's four to seven, <laughs> is a four way tie at the minute with uh, Oscar, his wife. <laughs> Uh, Ian, the spawn of Ian and uh, Dave Matteo. Um, but then in third place, we have Momo FPL. Second place, we have Joe Bloom. And in first place, Van Dam Samby. Sam Damby. Sam, Sam, Dam, Dam, Sam, Sam, Dam, Dam, Samby. But it is all very close. And uh, propping up the league is Jack Saunders on 90. Ooh. Higher scores are worse, guys. Sam Damby's on 62. But... Obviously, with how crazy and congested this league is, like it, it does just change all the time. And the winner gets a £50 voucher for the club shop of their choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a Harry's Razor when we eventually get, when sponsored, we get sponsored by Harry's Razors. Which is imminent in Israel, surely. Of course, and a, um, a start up your own webpage when we are sponsored by Squarespace as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 25% off, let's say. Yeah. 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 When you put in the voucher code. and Anyway, uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves and give away free advertising, guys. No. Because we're big in Israel now. Um, what next? FPL? FPL team. FPL. Yeah, so we've been crowdsourcing a podcast FPL team where uh, we've been putting out the transfers. We've been putting out polls on Twitter about what transfers we should do, what uh, captaincy we should do. Um, how do we do this week? I haven't checked. How did we do? Oh, I hadn't checked, actually. I don't think we did very well. I think it was pretty standard, wasn't it? 42. Oh, okay, that's... And that's pre-bonus. I don't know if we got any bonus today. Who do we have from today? No, bonus is all in now. We had nothing. We had a Bamiyang. We had Mane. We had Alexander-Arnold uh, really playing today. And Pookie. Captain De Bruyne, not the worst choice. No, that was pretty good, I suppose. The Yeah, the average was 50. I think it's going to come out at 50, so that's, yeah, not great. Oh, God. Not great. Oh, that is yeah, not good for my team. <laughs> oh, is it not? Yeah. No, I got 31 with a plus or minus four. Our three teams have really uh, got a bit closer to each other now. Have you checked the... Yeah, uh, been a bad yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. Upsetting you, is it? Yeah, chasing you down. Chuck's beating both of you right now. Suck it. I don't know. After the table updates, I might be in last place. It's going to be like five points between the three of us. We are mid-table shit munchers. <laughs> anyway, that's just personal business. Let's 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 go back to the pod team. We've got to suggest some transfers for our listeners to vote on. We've got two free transfers. We've got point one in the bank. Um, Chuck, have you got any suggestions? Yes. So two free transfers, as you said, because last week we made some suggestions that weren't, they weren't exactly the most inspiring choices. They weren't, no. No. And I think it was only like at the last minute when I was putting the poll out, I kind of thought none of us really want to do any of these. So I added in the no transfer option and funnily enough, everyone went for it. <laughs> yeah, which we should do every week if we've got the option to roll it. That's like, that was a good shout. Yeah. 
I mean, Definitely. we could do no transfer this week, but that's yeah, but then we lose one. I, I can't, I can't bear to burn a transfer. Uh, you think I can? Fucking Mister Minus <laughs> yeah, exactly. Four, Mister Points. Yeah. Is it four or five weeks in a row now? You've taken points uh, six, and that's after <laughs> having played my wild card. <laughs> my, my, Jesus, that might be why I'm catching up to you now. I love a minus four, and what's the point of this if it's not fun? Well, beating me apparently was the point. But that's all gone out the window. Okay, all right. I'm st- but any road, oh, there, there are mm. lots of things mm. that are shit in our team, um, and I'm, I'm not too happy with. But I'm going for big changes up top. I'm going bandwagons here because Abamyang, like he's 11 million. He has scored one goal in four games. Like I don't care who they're playing next. I don't. I don't give a shit. Like he's gone out. Yep. So okay. Abamyang gone. Pew. Pookie right next to him, like he's gone. Oh shit! We're gonna we're gonna suggest the same things again. Go on. I'm gonna go for. <laughs> wait, are you gonna go for Jimenez and Vardy? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable! Genuinely, that's what I wrote down. Abamyang out, Pookie out, Jimenez and Vardy. So in. just make that two of the options <laughs> on the ball, <laughs> and hope and hope the right one gets voted for. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was... Okay, well, look, that's, that's got to be one. And and Oscar, you presumably are looking for a way to get Hudson-Odoi in. Well, <laughs> no, because you fuckers won't go for that two weeks in a row. So right, When you instead, say you fuckers, are you talking to the listeners? Yes. Yeah. Good. And Lovely. you guys also won't just ignore them and do it. So instead, I'll try to ride, hop on the hot, hot, hot player of the week. We are instead going to... Christian Pulisic. So we're doing Tamori out and Madison out. Madison, who for the record got points, but alarmingly not involved in most of a 9-0. Yeah, fair point. Like, really, really barely involved. Yeah, he got a lot of passes to the assist and stuff like that, but I think it was just because he wasn't one of the wide players. He doesn't even show up in the top 10 of bonus point system between both teams. Oh, wait, no, I'm looking at... Hold on, sorry. <laughs> that's why. That's why you looked at Everton. That's yeah. the wrong game. He still plays in blue, but not that team. He was fifth for bonus points on Everton, on the bonus point system. On, for Leicester? For Leicester, yes. Whatever fucking team he <laughs> plays for. God damn it. One of the blue Yeah, ones. but hang on. So, so yeah, so he scored one goal in a 9-0 and was still fifth for bonus points. That's... Anyway, all right. Whatever. Madison out, barely involved, nine goals, got me worried. Right, Madison out. Yeah, don't like him. Uh, and we got to get Pulisic in. You know he's going to jump in price. He's gone. He's been on fire and pushing for a start. He finally gets a start. He scores a hat trick. He's not going anywhere in the lineup. And when the kid is playing, he is a goal and assist machine. And Tamori, like I still think we're wasting our third Tamori. So I'm going to go Tamori to target, free up some funds. And he target's been red hot, and he's still only four point four. And Madison to Pulisic. Do we have any worries about keeping uh, Otamendi? All right, well, I tell you what, I had a backup suggestion anyway, because I figured oh, yeah. that this would happen. So I'm going to do a really uninspired and one that evidently people aren't going to vote for. <laughs> I'm going Pookie and Otamendi out, because I'm right. sick of the sight of both of them. That's fair enough. And I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to take, because this is all about fun, right? I'm getting Mendy in. Hey. Mendy, he's a lot of fun. I like him. And I'm going Danny Ings again, because lol. Yes. Nah, go for go for one of the good ones. That way people might actually vote for you. Put him in as in. You've been banging on about him for weeks. Yeah, but I don't think we can that afford that. Doesn't ma- there is maths involved with this fucking game. Yeah, can't afford that. So Mendy is 0.5 more than Otamendi. 
And then we still get some money in the bank. I don't know. Someone can work it out uh, if we go to Ings. And well, then, you're the king of money in the bank. I mean, how much have you got in your personal FPL team at the minute? Uh, like 9.7 million. I mean, you know that doesn't earn interest. <laughs> oh, is that not? I thought it was like um, goal difference that if you still had money in the bank, like it, it might be. I don't know how far down they go before they get to a coin toss. That would be good, actually, if you could like spend some of that money to get you extra points. But I mean, I've just had like a decent game week and only had like 90 million spent on my team. So that's insane. Now the problem is that because I can do literally any move I want, <laughs> but I'm too sport for choice. And so I'm mad with power. Yeah. Maybe I'll just leave it, just burn the transfer, just keep it in there. Hopefully oh. get some compound interest. Imagine the luxury, the decadence of having nine million in the bank and just going, fuck it, who needs the transfer? Yeah, like nine million, in, nine million in the bank and still beating you two. Yeah, I'm sitting yeah. on 3.2 and I thought I had a lot. I love it. So there we go. Those are our suggestions. We've got Pookie and the Dehumidifier uh, to, <laughs> to Jimenez and Vardy, uh, Otamendi and Pookie to actual Mendy, not Otamendi, um, and Danny Ings and Billy Madison and Tamori Never Dies to uh, that American bloke and Target. That American bloke. That American bloke. Yeah, we've, you've said his name enough fucking times. Uh, shit. Since we are on the topic of fantasy, I do want to give a shout out to Dave, who played against the Miles Offside team in the Fantrax League this week and posted the single highest score that anyone has posted all year long. He got 396 points. <laughs> Jeez. Yowza. To my 286. 300 is like a solidly good week. Like if I, take, if I put down 300 and I don't win, I'd be very surprised. I put down 286, so, like, that's kind of okay. But his 396.5 is absurd, getting, notably, 94 points from Ben Chilwell. (laughs) (laughs) Single-handedly. Ben Chilwell, who I traded to him, like, six weeks ago or four weeks ago. (laughs) Nice job, Captain Hindsight. Um, (laughs) A secondary shout-out as well to Dave Matteo, because last week on a goof, he said on Twitter that someone should captain Lundstrom. I said I'd do it if he would. He doesn't have Lundstrom. I captained Lundstrom, and he was my only player to get a return. So Uh, thanks, Dave. There you go, your little shout-out. So next week's fixtures. Yeah. No Friday night game week um, game, unfortunately, uh, and we all love those. They're always really good fun and really entertaining. Uh, <laughs> I won't hear a bad word said against them. Never. Uh, <clears throat> so, Saturday, 2nd of November, we start with Bournemouth, Man United, uh, Arsenal, Wolves, Aston Villa, Liverpool, Brighton, Norwich, Man City, Southampton, Sheffield United, Burnley, West Ham, Newcastle, Watford, Chelsea, Dicking. Um, <laughs> then on the Sunday, we have Crystal Palace, Leicester, and Everton Spurs. I fear Watford finally doing their numbers. Oh, God, that would be hilarious if that happens. After Watford being literally the worst team in the world. I wonder what their form is like across all 92 teams in like the it's, football It's league. horrible. It's really bad. I do fear them. I do fear this. That's really... Our win streak has to end, right? I thought Burnley were going to Burnley us. The pessimism on this podcast sometimes is irritating. I've just been burned so many times, I'm afraid to love you. I'm afraid to love. <laughs> well, you need to fix yourself. Go into therapy and spank Watford 5-0. Come on. No amount of therapy will make me not be afraid of Chelsea <laughs> breaking my heart. And they are still going to concede two goals, whatever happens. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's sorry. true. We just need to win 4-2. If we can win 4-2 every week, then I'll be happy. Then you're performing Fine. your numbers. That's it. Consistency. I will say the thought of seeing Callum and Pulisic in the same lineup is like right back to Bonertown. Spectacular. 
<laughs> Taking the train straight to Bonatown. Uh, City Southampton, I I don't know if I picked that for biggest dicking of the season, but I may have, like, genuinely. Oh, really? <laughs> you mean you didn't pick Leicester Southampton? Yeah. <laughs> you guys are amateurs. I'm going to win predictions again this year. <laughs> yeah. Had that picked out early doors, didn't you, Chuck? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Nailed on. Palace Leicester, the battle for fourth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you say, you say about pessimism, but I'm not that worried about this game, even though they've just come off the back of a 9-0. I can understand that. I think you. I think this could be a really good game. Yeah. I mean, we've got, especially, I mean, it's going to all fuck up now, but the last two seasons, we've beaten Leicester four times. Uh, and the aggregate score is like 14-1. Yeah. Um, yeah. I said I'd work it out last week and I actually bloody did. Um, <laughs> so a 13 0 for Leicester? Is that what uh, I'm hearing? Yeah. To balance that to out. Beat, and to beat their own away record that happened. Yeah, this right. Exactly, yeah. Um, exactly. So yeah, it could be some goal, uh, probably be some goals in there, knowing what Brendan Rodgers is like. But we also like um, regaining leads and especially regaining leads against Brendan Rodgers' team. So Jordan Ayo keeps scoring. Jordan Ayo, he does keep scoring. I like him. He's good. Yeah. I mean, someone has to score for us, for fuck's sake. <laughs> someone definitely does. Um, 10 goals, 10 games. Pew. I just think on a very basic level, both teams tend to play with a decent amount of width, so there's a lot of space involved, and I just think it could be a really good game. I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one. I also have that circled for like one of the more fun ones of the weekend. Yeah, so there you go. Nil-nil is um, nailed on. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Everton Spurs, I care zero about. I think City Southampton is going to just really fucking run away from them. Yeah, that would be like 1-2-0 as well. Like City have just, I don't know. Aguero's due for an explosion. One thing one thing is for certain, we do know that Burnley are going to get burnley by Sheffield. Oh, I want the third, <laughs> yeah, I want the third Burnley in. We can get a three-peat on that um, and that would just be delightful. And Sheffield have got it in them to massively overperform. We've seen that before. Yeah. Although I'm gonna go Everton for Burnley of the week because that just for the hilariousness <laughs> against yeah okay I can see against where you're Spurs. going there yeah against Spurs yeah. last game of the week Spurs sit there and just think oh we've got a lovely time against Everton nope nope <laughs> yeah. yeah and then everything I said about Marco Silva is null and void um, <laughs> just kidding I hate the guy and he's shit. Thank you very much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a pleasure as always to record with you, gents. I've done some admin this week. Impressive. Uh, it's Impressive level of research, a game, in insane. What what went you know, on? And uh, I just want to take this opportunity once more to just give Oscar the chance to just another like four seconds on Pulisic. Oh, say can you see? Thank you Pulisic, very Pulisic, much, Pulisic, ladies and gentlemen. Pulisic, take care. Pulisic. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>